Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we have a great revenge story of somebody who gets left out of birthday celebrations. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, mother and father took away all sense of online privacy and time, so I did to her too. It's so funny feeling so proud. Basically, my parents will not stop putting limits, monitors, and more on every one of my devices, consisting snooping through my WhatsApp, secretly deleting Chrome because they can't track what I'm using on there. Freaking weird. So, I managed to put all the limits on their devices. All the annoying blocks, monitors, and so they can't go on their phones after an hour or before 7am and after 10pm, as they did for me. Of course, I didn't block the major websites, but I am on the verge of doing so. It's not like they do anything important on there. They do it on the PC that was supposed to be a birthday present for me, that I bought with my money that still has monitors and limits on there. Feeling good now. The strictest parents raise the sneakiest children. I think there's a lot of truth to what OP said there at the very end. If you're a strict, overbearing parent, you're going to have a kid that probably won't open up to you and is also probably going to find a way to do whatever it is they want to do anyways and just not have you find out. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, wife thinks I'm taking longer than I need in the bathroom, so I make sure she knows it's legit. My wife and I bought our first house shortly after our wedding. Everything went smoothly and we enjoyed our time as newlyweds. Of course, as the honeymoon phase began to fade, some minor issues started to emerge. For her, the first one was the typical guy on the toilet problem, so sometimes I spend quite a bit of time on the toilet. It's all legit though, I'm not just scrolling on my phone, I mean I also do that, but I'm also doing what I'm supposed to be doing as well. Anyways, my wife started to pick up on how long I was spending in the bathroom and commenting on it. This was exacerbated with some unlucky incidences of her asking when I was coming out, just as I was standing up and about to flush the toilet, so it seemed like I was just standing there until she said something and flushing to fake like I just finished. For context, I eat a lot, I usually eat about 3,000 calories a day, give or take a few hundred and I'm a thin frame guy, 160 pounds, give or take and about 6 foot 5. Back then, I was still getting used to the bowel movements associated with eating that much and they tended to come at random times in varying amounts. My wife though, didn't believe me. Her diet was much less structured than mine and she had no notion of what was going on in that room for so long. This culminated in a few arguments with her accusing me of wasting time in the bathroom on my phone and myself insisting that I was indeed pooping. They were mostly joke arguments, but I really wasn't wasting time and was actually a little offended that she wouldn't believe me. So I decided I would get a little revenge and clear my name in the process. So the next time I was in the bathroom and my wife was in earshot, I began loudly announcing the following at the appropriate intervals. Poop is currently exiting my rear, shortly followed by, Poop has finished exiting my rear. 
I would do this two or three times for however long I was in the bathroom, during which I would be met with laughter or groaning from the other room, depending on how many times I had made my announcement that session. After a few days of this, she would get grossed out and say, okay, okay, I get it, and I would stop. Since then, I've developed a much more predictable poop schedule, but I no longer get questioned as to my goings-on in the bathroom behind closed doors. Honestly, I think you don't realize how long you might spend in the bathroom until you were waiting on somebody to finish going to the bathroom. Because it wasn't until the last few years I started having family over regularly, we would have like a movie night or something, and we would pause if somebody went to the bathroom because, you know, we don't want them to miss something, and you realize it can just take longer than you think. After a while, you just start thinking, maybe they're just bored of us and Googling, but it can just take a while, I guess. Our next story is The Smoker. Back in my retail days, I was the packer, after the checkout. A lady who was smoking came through the line who wanted parcel pickup. We pack her bags and they're taken to a pickup location, where the customer drives through and collects their bags later on. As she finished her cigarette, she dropped it on the ground and stubbed it out with her shoe, leaving it on the floor. Being the nice guy I am, I picked it up, put it in a small plastic bag and packed it with the rest of her shopping. Wouldn't want her to lose her cigarette, but... I think I and a lot of people despise people who are like this. I just do not fathom the mindset of littering. I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of things in my life that I could do better. I'm definitely a slob in most conventions. I wouldn't just drop my trash wherever. I'm not just gonna flick a cigarette butt somewhere because it's convenient. Not that I'm a smoker anyways. Our next story is drunkenly gossiping beneath my window. Enjoy hearing it played back to you. I live in an apartment downtown of a capital. It's still fairly quiet as the bedroom side of it faces the little port we share with our neighbors instead of the street. Well, it was quiet until our crappy neighbors moved in. They own a dog that barks desperately all the time and two annoying little girls that literally scream bloody murder outside in the port in the mornings, just screaming as loud as they can seemingly for fun. And nobody stops them until we shout out the window for them to knock it out. I can't say I blame them, seeing how their parents don't seem to be able to raise them, nor their dog, so trying to get attention by any means seems to be the thing. I honestly feel really sorry for the kids. The parents also love parties, and they love to take the party outside when the weather is nice. Smoking, scream laughing, drunkenly singing, and so on. And the port has a loud echo, so it's loud as freak. Point is, they're just inconsiderate jerks but I don't feel like facing them directly as I'm not confrontational and they seem dodgy and unstable. The new thing seems to be not just keeping to the outside of their door, but rather use my side of the port as an extension of their party. They or their guests from the party would come and gossip drunkenly underneath my window, which I always keep open lest I drown in my own sweat. The first time I ignored it as I could, as it was only after midnight and a weekend. They stayed for like an hour talking crap about some people as I tried to shove my pillow deep into my ear canals. Not much later, they do it again. The same people. What the freak? I open the window as far as I can and slam it back. I almost saw their souls leave their body as they scurried away. There is peace beneath my window for some weeks. If you exclude screaming children, a barking dog, and their inside parties. Then good weather rolls around. It's not super common at night in my country and garden party ensues. The gossip jerks roll around once everyone is pee drunk at 3am and they start blabbing loudly beneath my window again, complaining about some people, 
Freak that. But this time I was prepared. I grabbed my phone and immediately started voice recording. After a few minutes of their mean rants, I fetch my Bluetooth speaker, place it in the window, and start playing their crap talk back at them, loudly enough for it to echo within the port and reach the outside party. They shut up very quickly, and I notice the party noises and music have died down too. Nobody is saying anything. After I've played their crap talking for a bit, I'm peeking behind my curtains and see them panicking, trying to see where the noise is coming from, but in their drunken state and with the echo, they're not entirely sure where their voices are coming from. Giving up and going back to the party, I hear them speaking to the party guests in desperate voices, and it's clear to me now that they must have been crap talking about their friends as the voices answering back are getting angry. It turns into a full-blown shouting argument. Lots of alcohol involved, so no wonder. But this time, I don't mind the noise and I cuddle my pillow satisfied. The port has been blissfully free of drunken gossip for some weeks now, and I suspect they won't use it for some time to come. If they do, I'll be ready. So by port, OP meant just an outside area that houses surround and you all kind of share it. I guess it's kind of like a general backyard area where you can kind of have your own little setup for just outside your place, but you all just kind of share it. That said, I don't think anybody necessarily enjoys living next to the party house if you're not in like some party district or something. If you're just an average Joe who's got to wake up in the morning to get to work, the last thing you want to hear is through the wall all night. Our next story is, coworker acts against their own interest out of spite, and it backfires gloriously. At my 30-year-old female job, I lead a team that manages half of a miserable process. The other half is done by an entirely different department. I'd honestly rather shovel human crap. The process is such a pain. The other department director, 30-year-old female, let's call her Kay, despises me. I can get into why, but to sum it up, it's all dumb reasons that give women a bad rep in professional settings. Jealousy, territorial, drama. The glass ceiling could have been constructed because of a woman just like Kay. When the needed frequency of this process kept increasing, I made a call to outsource my team's part of it. It was cheaper, the vendor seemed competent, and they even had an impressive AI that has since proven them to be more efficient than my own team, and definitely hers. This decision made Kay furious, as she has repeatedly expressed her opinion that she should control the whole process. The only reason my team was needed at all is that she lacked the needed tech-oriented resources on her team, yet she continuously made excuses for why she couldn't just train her team and instead demand to hire more bodies. Since her team already demonstrated problems with efficiency and accuracy, leadership refused to approve new roles. Kay made my life miserable any chance she got. She tried repeatedly to sabotage the deal saying that she didn't think the vendor would work. Classic attempts like spreading unfounded doubts, saying, it's too complicated, and even some cringe personal attacks on a leadership call. The savings were too good though, and the vendor even included a quality clause. In six months, if they sucked, I'd look like an idiot, but we could get out of our contract. So onboarding the vendor got underway despite her efforts. The last step was agreeing what the new process would be. There were two options. One had the benefit of more control and oversight by me, but it wasn't very efficient and was more work and headache for my team. It did, however, lessen the impact to Kay. I got the proposal together for leadership and started mentally preparing for the battle I knew she'd put up when I realized she'd probably disagree just to be difficult regardless of the actual impact and attempt to make me look bad in front of leadership. 
I was so sure of it that at the last minute, I decided to gamble. I'd explain both and endorse the one that benefited her most. Y'all, I had not even finished speaking my endorsement before she was unmuted and protesting. I nodded and smiled and let her finish, then praised her great insight and instantly agreed to her terms. Leadership immediately approved, probably grateful the ordeal was finally over. It took two weeks for her to realize what she had done. She had freed my team of the process entirely. All the questions, late nights, chasing people down, she had agreed to it all and had no way to back out. After all, that is what she fought for. After two more weeks, she straight up resigned. I hope I never forget the smug look on her face after winning in front of leadership. It's sad that you have to resort to playing these kinds of games, but if somebody's going to clearly just disagree and constantly try to get you in hot water, you gotta do what you gotta do and hey, reverse psychology works on the right people for sure. I can't begin to tell you how satisfied I would be if I were in OP's shoes and I had this plan of using reverse psychology that went off without a hitch. I'd feel like one of those giddy kids in a chair that's too tall for them just swinging and kicking their legs in excitement. I would definitely share that win in a story. Our next story is, your mother doesn't work here. I work at a fairly small company, myself, female 57, and five, sometimes six adult men. I find a lot, all, it's all, of the time I'm the one who makes sure our two bathrooms are properly stocked with soap, paper towels, and toilet paper, but this is in no way my job. For five years I've restocked both bathrooms and made sure there are spare rolls of paper towels and toilet paper in the cupboard under the sink. As of yesterday, I'm no longer doing this. One bathroom ran out of the regular roll and the emergency backup roll and I'm not fixing it. The other bathroom still has half a roll plus the emergency backup under the sink. I will now walk four times as far to the one that is still sufficiently stocked because I'm tired of working with infants. Everyone has gone into the one with no more toilet paper, but not one person has walked 10 feet to get a new roll. Once, someone whined that the main bathroom was out of hand soap as they stood beside the refill and didn't fill it up. Sounds to me like somebody needs to pay slightly extra for one of these people to make sure that the bathroom is actually stocked. I get it, you work at a fairly small company, they're probably not wanting to hire a janitor. You either establish this rule with everybody that if it's empty, you refill it, or kick a little extra money to somebody to regularly make sure everything's fine. Or we can just all complain, right? This next story is, park in front of my house? Okay then. It's been about a decade since this happened. I live on a street where some houses have driveways, but some of us don't, and we have to park in the street. We had just enough room to park our two vehicles in front of our house. A new neighbor moved in across the street, I'll call her Brittany. Brittany had a tiny Prius and parked in front of our house a lot. She didn't have a driveway. The space in front of her house was almost always empty when this happened. At the time, I had a toddler and a newborn, and getting them into the house was a pain when I had to circle the block and park on the other side of the street, hauling the car seat in one hand while juggling a diaper bag, groceries, and a Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Toddler that hadn't developed a sense of self-preservation yet, the thing that got to me was that there would be plenty of space for two cars to park, but Brittany couldn't be bothered to pull forward or scoot back. She usually parked right in the middle so no one else could park near her car. One day I had had enough. I hauled the baby, the stuff, and the toddler up to her porch and knocked politely on her door. Hey, I live across the street. I was just wondering if you could park in front of your house instead of mine, please? Um, that's like really inconvenient for me to drive around the whole block just to park. I say, I know, but as you can see, gesturing to the circus at my feet, I have my hands full. It makes it harder when you park in front of my house. Can you please try parking in front of yours instead? She says, look, I'll just park where I want. There's no assigned spaces. Door slam. Oh, it was on. I wasn't sure what my revenge would be, but I knew it would be coming. The opportunity came a couple days later. I came home and my spouse was already parked in front of her car, but hello, the next door neighbor wasn't home yet. I could park behind her. I'd have to scoot up to make sure there was enough room for my other neighbor. They were innocent in all this. So I pulled up behind them and checked the space. Two feet of room. Back into the car to inch forward some more. Checked again. Still had a good foot. I kept doing this until there were literally inches between our bumpers. And here's the thing. I had two cars at my disposal now, whereas she only had one. So into the spouse's van I go to inch backwards until they were only inches from kissing bumpers. Perfect. Point of note, both of my vehicles were old, scratched, and beat up. I probably wouldn't notice another dent in them, but the Prius was pristine. I knew Brittany wasn't likely to risk it. I expected that I would get a knock on the door sometime that evening, but when I took the trash out that night, Brittany and her Prius were gone. She must have executed a 200-point turn to get out. I cackled to myself and went to bed happy. The best part was, she stopped parking on my side of the street after that one incident. I guess she realized it really was more convenient to park on hers. Do you guys think OP's form of revenge was the best way to go, or do you just want to be relentlessly annoying? Every time they park there, you go and knock on their door, or is it better just to try to block them in every single time? Or both? This next story is Karen Next Door. My hubs and I got our first house 15 years ago. We're in a rural area, just houses randomly sprouting up along a small country highway. Next door was an old retiree with nothing better to do but be a pain in everyone's neck. House two miles down the road with too many junk cars, he'd complain to the county government. Did that new barn have proper permits? Report them! Was someone too loud? Call the cops! It's a rural country road, not an HOA. He ticked off so many people, they'd throw out garbage in his yard as they drove by. People would snip his internet in the dead of the night, etc. Apparently, this old jerk was such a Karen, he was actually chased out on two HOAs prior. A real peach. Let's call him Bob. Didn't like us moving in next to him. 
He had a nice big new house and ours was much more modest. He wanted to buy our property to expand his land but was too cheap to fork up the money. Well, housing market being what it was, we got our house dirt cheap and stole it right out from under his nose. Bob really didn't like us. The house was a fixer-upper and Bob regularly liked to phone the permit office to make sure we had all our permits. If he deemed us too loud, there was a hunting lease behind us, guess what noisy things were going bang 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 during deer season? He'd call the police. My husband and father-in-law have dealt with his kind for years, so they knew exactly how to mess with Bob. Working outside, they'd say stuff very loudly like, I can't wait to put up the second story on the house and this pool will be so nice. Permit office would call us, cops would show up. No officer, I have no idea what you're talking about. After enough of these calls, they finally stopped responding. Then we could do stuff to really mess with Bob. We got a pig, he really didn't like her, neither did I, but it was worth it. We got a rooster, he really, really, really didn't like that. We left our Christmas decorations up until March. Oh lordy, raise that man's blood pressure. We put up a fence, it was initially open across three lots, and made his yard look like a bowling alley. I guess he finally had enough. One day, 18-wheelers were loading everything up, and he was gone. I was dancing at the fence line and waving bye-bye when they pulled out. Miserable old jerk. What I love about what OP did here is it's not even like a very pointed revenge. They just got revenge by living a country life. This guy just got so fed up that you were living your life and not doing everything his way that he said, I can't stand this, I'm gonna go ruin somebody else's neighborhood. Our next story is, forget to include me in the birthday celebrations? That's fine, let's see what I forget. So this takes place over the course of me from when I was 28 to 30. I was working my way through graduate school and then looking for a teaching job right after. I worked graveyard shift at a convenience store. It wasn't fun, no breaks and no pay differential, but it paid the bills. The problem was the birthday celebrations. They would get cake whenever it was someone's birthday and they would forget to tell me and the other guy who worked overnights. Didn't seem to bother him as he didn't really care for anyone there besides me and the store manager. But I did take it personally since they would have the birthday celebrations during second shift a few hours before I got there and never invite me nor even save me a piece of cake. They would, however, leave the mess for me to clean up and sometimes would be too busy enjoying the cake and chatting to do their work, so they would rely on me to do the things that were needed for the next day that they were supposed to do, but the day shift people needed done to do their jobs. These were things like baking the rolls for the subs and baking and packing things like mini bread loaves and muffins. I would usually just shrug it off and clean and pick up the slack to be a good team player. Everyone in the store, including my manager, forgot about my 29th birthday save my coworker from the overnight shift. I mentioned to the store manager how much it bothered me that I didn't even get a card or a verbal happy birthday. I had to work on my birthday, bear in mind, and she reassured me that they would remember me the next year for my 30th. Another year goes by of cleaning up cake crumbs and throwing out the cups and plates and no one saving me a piece, and my 30th comes and goes and no one remembers again, save my overnight co-worker, who gives me a card and a little cupcake from the local bakery. 
I was smart and took off that year, but it dropped in at his request so he could tell me happy birthday, and he gave me the card and cupcake as a surprise. He could tell, however, that I was disappointed that once again, everyone else forgot, so he told me not to think about it now since it was my birthday, and to enjoy myself, but to remember it the next time they had a birthday celebration and forgot to invite me. I only had to wait a few weeks, and they forgot to invite me. They also once again forgot to finish baking the rolls for subs. I came into the mess and the second shift once again leaving cups and plates in the empty cake pan as well as the empty pizza boxes, yes pizza as well this time next to the coffee pots. As they were leaving, one of them mentioned how they had not done any of the rolls so I could do that. I casually mentioned that I had a lot to do that night and would get to it when I can. He was floored and said they had to get it done or we wouldn't have rolls the next day. I just shrugged and said I had a lot to do since it was Friday and we were always busy that night and had taught all day and was tired from grading papers and doing my lesson planning after school. So I would get to it if I can and if not the day shift could do it. My amazing coworker grinned at me and waited till the others had left and asked me if I felt like I was going to have time to clean up their mess and do their work. And I just smiled and said, no. I did my job and left the trash from their party where it was. When the morning shift came in, they'd been at the birthday celebration as well, and they were horrified that the mess was still there and there were no rolls baked. I apologized and explained that the second shift must have been busy after the birthday celebration and didn't have a chance to clean up or bake the rolls, so I guess they would have to do it, but hey... I was sure that they enjoyed the cake and pizza and it was a shame that they never left any for me. I and my coworker clocked out and the one woman was losing her mind begging us to at least stay an hour or two and watch the deli or the register so they could get this done. Now bear in mind there were three who were already clocked in and two more about to clock in so that means that there would be five people so they can have two on register and two on deli while one gets the rolls baked so they would be fine until the manager comes in. She started her shift two hours after this. Well I go home and take a shower and I'm relaxing and trying to sleep when the store manager calls me up frantic saying that she's come in and that my two co-workers that I spoke to before leaving are saying how I left the place a mess and refused to help the second shift finish baking the rolls. I told her I was going to sleep now and if she wanted, I would come in an hour early and explain what happened. She said she would meet me at the store. So I came in an hour early and she was still there and my one second shift co-worker whom had asked me to bake the rolls was there, giving me dirty looks. She asked me to come into the office and demanded to know why I had not helped out last night. I calmly explained what happened and reminded her that this had happened before. I was not invited to birthday celebrations, how they had forgotten my birthday again, and how I had to do a lot since I was running deli by myself at night. And if they were going to have birthday celebrations on the clock... They could stay a little late to finish their work and clean up their mess, especially if they weren't going to be thoughtful enough to save me a piece of cake or slice of pizza. She told me that corporate had come in that day, I didn't know, and how they could have gotten in trouble because the place was a mess. The rest of the place had been cleaned. I only didn't clean the mess of coffee pots where they left their pizza boxes and other party garbage, and there may have not have been rolls for the subs. I asked her if she wanted me to call corporate and explain why Second Shift had not been able to complete their work the night before, and how I was the only employee whose birthday got overlooked. 
who was never invited to the birthday celebrations, but how I was expected to clean up after them each time. She muttered something about remembering me next year and I told her I didn't care anymore. If I wasn't invited, I was not cleaning up or finishing their job, and if they couldn't handle having a slice of cake and finishing their work, that was on them. At our next meeting, she announced that unless people would stay to clean up after the birthday cake celebrations, we couldn't have it anymore. People said they would, but when the next celebration occurred, and once again they forgot to invite me, I came and saw the place was a mess and the rolls were not baked. One of my second shift co-workers begged me to do the rolls because she was going out with her boyfriend, and I said no. They left a mess again and I took a picture and sent it to the store manager via text and told her I was not cleaning it up. The next week, she informed everyone that since no one cleaned up after the most recent birthday celebration, there would be no more, since we had to stay on top of our work, but we would have everyone sign a card when it was someone's birthday. I quit before my next one and I am so glad because 10 bucks says they would have forgotten to give me a card. This story is just another reason I am so glad I work remotely and don't have to deal with that BS. The least they can do if they're going to leave all that work is make sure that somebody's going to be able to have a slice of that cake or pizza. Working in a convenience store already stinks enough, but feeling like you're the left out graveyard shift person that nobody cares about and dumps work on? I wouldn't pick up that slack either. Our next story is, got the nurse good during childbirth. I'm a 39 year old female, so this happened 14 and a half years ago during my second son's childbirth, so I'd made all the plans to try and do a water birth with my son. I ended up going into labor a bit early, still within the 36 weeks to 40 weeks. We lived 30 minutes away from the hospital, so my husband, me, my mom, and 3 year old son hopped in the car to head to the hospital. It was 11.30pm, we got to the hospital and everything was going well. My water broke and so began the labor very fast. Now once things begin, I decided I wanted the epidural. There was a nurse, let's call her Nurse 1, in the room and she said she would go get the doctor. She didn't leave the room. I asked a little bit later and again she said she would get the doctor. I finally asked another nurse as my contractions got worse. The new nurse said she would go get the doctor, but Nurse 1 said no, she would. Again, she didn't leave the room. Now, things while in labor got fuzzy and I state that I was going to be sick. I had a full meal before going into labor. Nurse 1 comes over, ready to be in the middle of everything and holds one of those pill-shaped, shallow-looking vomit catchers. Let's just say she really had to leave the room after that because she had to take a shower. I ended up having my son with no epidural. I will say it was a beautiful experience, but the pain is something I will never forget and I am sure Nurse 1 won't forget either. I'm just thankful that nothing bad happened. Well, obviously in a situation like this, you would like to get that nurse's name and report them, but in the hustle and bustle of having a kid and having your newborn there, you probably let that nurse escape by while you're focused on other things. But it certainly would be nice to hold somebody who failed so spectacularly at their job in such an important time accountable. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.